You're listening to the preaching podcast of the Amazing Grace Baptist Church located in Mount Airy, North Carolina, where Dr. Jonathan Barker is the pastor. We pray that the following message will be a blessing to you. Psalms 85 tonight. Uh, let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. I want to read one verse to you tonight. Then I'll pray and you can be seated. Very familiar verse. And um, I'm just going to use it as a launching pad tonight. Bring just a topical thought out of it tonight. The Bible said in Psalms 85 verse number 6, Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people uh, may rejoice in thee? Wilt thou not revive us again, uh, that thy people uh, may rejoice in thee? Now, Father, I pray tonight that you'd use us for a little while. I pray, God, that you'd hide us behind the bloody cross of Calvary tonight. I pray, God, that the people not see me, but, God, that they but see you through me. High and mighty lifted up tonight. God, if all they see is me, they see frailty of man. But, God, I pray that they not see me, God. Lord, I know that... I can't say nothing within my flesh that would help anybody. So God, I pray, Lord, that you choose us tonight. I pray, God, that you give us revival in our church, God. If there's one thing that we stand in need of tonight, Lord, I believe in all of my heart it's the need uh, of all-time revival, God, not only in our church, but in our community, in our county, and in our country, God. I pray, God, that you'd send revival, and may it start in my heart and in my house, uh, in right here at this church and we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory we'll give you the honor in Jesus name we pray amen and amen, you can be seated tonight I want to look into this verse and just simply preach on the subject of revival tonight we're headed into revival or I'll say it this way we're headed in to a series of meetings, we've got a three night scheduled we've got special singing schedule but uh, I ask this question, will it be uh, revival or will it just be uh, three church services? I don't know about anybody else, uh, but I want to see revival uh, in these days. Uh, if we wanted revival as much as God uh, wanted to give us revival, then we would have revival because there is no doubt that God wants to send revival. Uh, uh, God wants us to have revival. It's God's desire uh, to give us revival. It's God's desire uh, uh, to bless His people uh, and that's what we need tonight. Revival has never come cheap. Amen. It's never come cheap. And there's no shortcut to having a true revival. I read this this week on revival. Dr. R.A. Torrey, his prescription for revival is this. I can give a prescription that will bring revival to any church or community or any city on earth. First, let few Christian. They need not be many. Did you hear that? Let few Christians. They need not be many. Get thoroughly right with God and themselves. If this is not done, the rest I am to say will come to nothing. Did you hear what he said? If this is not, if what's not done, Christians get right with God and with each other. Amen. 
Now look, I'll preach fast and we'll go home here in about 25 minutes if you'll help me. Or I'll just bog in and preach about an hour tonight. It's going to be up to you. It's if people get right with God and then get right with each other. Hear me and hear me well. I'll say more about it in the message. We'll never have revival at Amazing Grace. If there's people at all with each other, he said people had to get right with God and then get right with themselves. And then he says, second, watch this, second, let them bind themselves together in a prayer group to pray for revival until God opens the heavens and comes down. Third, let them put themselves at the disposal of God for Him to use as He sees fit in winning others to Christ. That is all. This is sure to bring revival to any church or community. I have given this prescription around the world. It has been taken by many churches and many communities. And in no instance has it ever failed. It cannot fail. You say, preacher, what is it? It's simply this. You get right with God and each other. You start praying and beg God to do something. And then say, God, here I am. Use me wherever you want to. Amen. Wherever you want to, God, use me. I thought about this. The only reason, here's what Ravenhill said. The only reason we don't have revival is because we are willing to live without it. The reason we don't have revival is because we're willing to live without it. Across this country, there's a realization that there is a great need of revival. I, I hear preachers talk about the need of revival today more than I ever have. Matter of fact, any sound doctrine church that you go in today, it's a topic inside of that church. We need revival. Our country needs revival. Hey, hey I thank God for our president. I thank God that he stands with Israel. Oh, but hear me and hear me well. He'll never bring revival to our country today. You say, how will revival come? You get right with God. You get right with each other. You get on your knees before God and begin to pray and beg God to open the windows of heaven and then say, God, here's my life. Use it however you want and revival will come. Oh yes, revival tonight. Revival tonight. I want to show you three things about revival. We'll go home and eat eggs and tater tots. Number one, I want you to see the need of revival. The need of revival. If there's ever been a time that we need revival, it's today. Not just in our church, but in any church you go into. The need of revival. Can I say this to you? You'll never have it until you realize you need it. Amen. If you sit back and say, well, I'm great. I read my Bible every once in a while. I pray a little bit and that's all. Matter of fact, I read a statistic. I'm trying to get ready to do that session at the prayer retreat. I'm praying for your pastor. I read a statistic, Brother Jonathan, that said this, that 95% of pastors today, 95% of them that they interviewed said they spend less than an hour in prayer a day. That's the reason we don't have revival in our our churches, if a pastor ain't going to get a hold of God, if a preacher ain't going to pray, if, if, amen. Amen. The need of it. There is a need of revival today. Think about this. It's manifested in our society. 
It is manifested in our society. It is a perverse society today. I'm telling you, we're living in a wicked... Um, if you'll help me preach tonight, we'll get done. We're living in a wicked, perverse society today. It's sad that I have to stand and watch the door that my daughters go into to use the restroom in public now. Yeah, man. You say, why do you do that? Because a bunch of psychos. Because a bunch of weirdos. Because a bunch of demon-possessed people. Yeah, man. I feel like preaching a little while tonight. That's why our society today is perverse. We can see that the need of revival and it's manifested in our society. Think about this. Not only is it a perverse society, but I say this, it's a permissive society. Say, preacher, what do you mean? Everything goes today. Everything's all right today. Well, amen. Uh, everything's okay. Things that, I'm just going to preach. Things that you once would not let your kids do, now you do. Why? Because it's what society does. Things that used not to go on in the house of God, it's now going on in the house of God because society does. It's a society today that is permissive. Anything goes. It doesn't matter. Hey, we say this. It's just a different lifestyle. They was just born that way. We need to have compassion. I agree we need to have compassion. Oh, but hear me and hear me well. There's a difference and compromising uh, and compassion. And by the grace of God, I will not compromise on sound doctrine and the Word of God tonight. It's a permissive society. Everything, well, let's just all be happy today. Well, there's some things that we ain't got time to be happy about. Yeah, man. Our society is a permissive society. I thought about this. It's a perverse society and a permissive society. And I'm just going to tell you something. They wasn't born that way. Yeah, man. You say, well, preacher, that's just their natural being. No, watch an animal. It's not their natural being. Amen. It's because they're full of hell itself and the demons out of hell is crawled up in them. And we sit back in the church today going, well, we just need to love everybody. I do love everybody, but I hate their sin. I thought about this. It's a pleasure-made society. It's a ple Everything's got to be happy now. Everything's about pleasure in our society today. Pleasure has taken over the presence of God in many homes. <laughs> yeah, man. Pleasure has taken over the house of God in many homes. Well, we just need a break. Hear me in here. I don't need a break every three weeks. If I was that stressed out, I'd go find another job. Amen. Amen. Pleasure. It's taken over our society. 
Well, preacher, Sunday's the only day we got, so we're going to go down to lake and ski for three hours on Sunday because it's the only day we got. What if Jesus was to say, well, that day that Golgotha took place was the only day I had for pleasure in society. And he walked away from, hello, Tokyo. It's a society. I'm trying to get you to see that revival is manifested in our society today. Look at society today. Look at the weirdos in our society today. Look at the condition of our society today. It's manifested in our society. I thought about this. It's manifested in our society. But I thought about this. It's manifested in our country today. It is manifested in our country today. Every 60 minutes in American teenagers, 152 run away from home, 60 attempt suicide. That's one every 60 seconds in America is attempting suicide. Are you hearing me preach tonight? 30 give birth. Every 60 minutes in America, 30 teenage girls give birth. 48 have an abortion. Every 30 minutes in America. 1,370 take some kind of drug. 250 get arrested. 380 get drunk. If that don't show you that we need revival today, then something's wrong. Listen to this. Three out of four, three out of four teenagers that grow up in a fundamental home when they move out of their house, never return to church. 75% of our youth group, once they get out of their mother and father's house, according to statistics, will never be back in church. They was 32 from ages 4 to 11 in youth church this morning. 75, are you hearing the preacher tonight? 75% of them will never return to church after they get out. I'm going to tell you something, church. If that don't bother us and show us that our country manifests us, uh, that we need revival, then I don't know what will. Oh, yeah. I see this. It's manifested in our society, the need of revival. It's manifested in our country, the need of revival. It's manifested in our churches today. <laughs> yeah, man. It's manifested in our churches today. The need of revival. The need of revival. It's manifested in our churches. I thought about this. In our churches today, there's rebellion instead of repentance. There's rebellion instead of repentance. Say, preacher, what do you say? You let the preacher get up and preach like I'm preaching tonight. About half of you is already mad because I've walked down some aisle and the Holy Ghost is fingered around in your heart and convicted you about something. And you don't have a problem with me. you got a problem with the Word of God. And instead of going to an altar, well, I'm just going to preach a little while. And instead of going to an altar and get it right, you get mad at the preacher. You get mad at the church. Uh, you start missing church half the time. And you wonder why your family's in the mess it's in. That's because our churches are full of rebellion instead of repentance. Oh, yes. It's manifested. It's manifested in our churches. There's vanity instead of victory. They're eat up with pride 
Oh yeah, there's indifference instead of involvement. Well, I'm just not going to be a part of that down there at the church because I don't agree with it. Indifference instead of... Amen. Vengeance instead of a vision. It's what's in our churches today. Laziness instead of liveliness. Complain because uh, too much stuff's going on down there at the house of God, but they don't even come to it in the first place. Our churches manifest to us that we need revival. Here's what Ravenhill said. The true man of God is heartsick, grieved at the worldliness of the church. Grieved at the toleration of sin in the church. Grieved at the prayerlessness in the church. He is disturbed that the cooperative prayer of the church no longer pulls down the strongholds of the devil. Tell you the reason why. Here's the reason why. They got rebellion. They got vanity. They got indifferences. They've got vengeance and they're lazy. I'm just going to preach right here. Some was not able to come Friday night for legit reasons, but some stayed at the house because you was lazy. Some don't come to Sunday school on Sunday morning because they're lazy. Amen. Well, yes. That's exactly right. And we sit back and we go, well, we don't need revival at our church. We had 160 in Sunday school today. Where's 160 at tonight? I say we need revival. And it's manifested in the condition of our churches. Oh, yeah. It's manifested in the condition of our churches. Number one, the need of revival. Number two, I say this. Number two, I say this tonight. Not only see the need of revival, but you see the nature of the revival or the kind of revival that we need. I say this to you tonight. I'm not interested in a series of meetings. I'm not interested in good choir singing and good special singing and we're going to have it. We're going to have every bit of that. I'm not interested in good preaching because we're going to have it. I have no doubt the choir will be on target, the special singing will be on target, and the preaching will be on target. What I'm interested in is revival. Amen. I'm not interested in coming to church to feel better. I'm interested in revival. Not just a series of meetings, but an old-fashioned revival that will affect our whole being, our mind, our soul. And our body. You see, a lot of times we go to church and our mind is affected because of emotions. Our mind is affected because of emotion. You know what I could have done? I could have backed up and sung that last verse again and pumped it just a little bit more and drove your emotions out the roof tonight. Yeah, man. I'm just going to say this, and you know it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I got a problem with a church that goes service after service after service and never has preaching in it. I have a problem with meetings where they say, man, we met for five nights and nobody ever preached and we just shouted. That's not biblical. 
He said, amen. He said he chose by the foolishness of preaching. Preaching will affect the mind. It'll affect the body. And it'll affect the soul. We need a revival tonight that affects our whole being. Our whole being. One that will affect our thinking about sin. Our thinking about the Savior. Our thinking about supplication. Supplication is exactly what will bring that revival. Hare Tori said, band together in prayer groups and pray and nothing short of that will bring revival. The nature of revival. The nature, we need revival. We need revival. We need the kind of revival that'll make you clean your favorites out on your radio. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Oh, yeah. We was in Sunday school. I guess Miss Stephanie got mad and left. I guess I preached to her too hard. I'm just picking. I'm, I love you, Miss Stephanie. I'm just picking. She's watching in the nursery. We was in Sunday school last Sunday, and, and uh, I've been filling in while Brother Jonathan and Miss Nicole's been gone. I've been filling in Miss Stephanie's class with her. And I was teaching on, on the demonic powers and, and demonism last Sunday in our class. I said this, what's one of the greatest temptations you face? And you know what they said? Here's what was one of them. Here's one of them. Music. Music. Can I say that's one of the greatest temptations I face also? Let me tell you the reason why I love it. I love music. I love to play music. I love to sing. I love to listen to music. But hear me and hear me well. It should be magnifying to the Lord. You're going to get real mad at me, but I've heard some country songs that had more God on them than this contemporary garbage that they're playing today. <laughs> Amen. Just because they say it's gospel. I'm talking about the nature of revival. It cleans us up. Cleans our walk up. Cleans our talk up. Cleans our dress up. I just go ahead and say it. Summer's on the way. That don't mean we need a bunch of short skirts in the choir and down at the house of God. Amen right there. Amen right there. It's a house of God. I'm telling you, you dial me and I'll preach another hour. It's a house of God and the nature of the revival that we need will clean us up. I'll not have to worry about what somebody's got on in the choir. I'll not have to worry about what some man's saying out in the parking lot about the preacher or some other man. The nature of revival that we need, it will clean us up. It'll clean us up. The need of revival. The nature of revival. But then note this with me and we'll go home. The necessity of revival. We gotta have it. The necessity of revival. That word necessity means an imperative requirement. We must have revival. We must we got to have it. I don't mean this ugly. I was there for it. For every bit of it. When I say for every bit of it, 
I'm talking about major purchases through it. Over $25,000 worth of purchases through it. Whenever that great Foothills revival broke out, I sat on the platform of it every night. For five weeks, we watched God do miraculous things. And the greatest breath of revival that I've ever experienced in my lifetime was during that five weeks. But I'm about tired of hearing about it. Our youth pastor was called to preach out of that. His wife was saved in it. Brother Jonathan was called to preach out of that. On and on the story could go. But I'm about tired of hearing about it. Let me tell you the reason why. Find the Lord thy God and I change not. I can take you back to where that revival started. And it was the Saturday night before youth camp when over 60 people met and prayed over those grounds and begged God to do something. It came back to a group of people that decided to pray and begged God to do something real. And we saw revival. That was three years ago. We can't live in that. We can't continue to talk about that. We've got to have it now. We need it today more than we've ever needed it the necessity of revival this country is in worse shape than Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed it and if something don't happen you hear me God will destroy America also let me tell you the only reason you can agree or disagree with me right here on this but let me tell you the only reason God hadn't destroyed America yet let me tell you the only reason why. Because we got a president that stands with Israel. Amen. You say, well, I didn't vote for him. Bless God if you voted for the other. You say, well, the Republican Party, I, I just don't know about them. They got some crooked people in it too. Well, there does come a time when you vote for the lesser of two evils. Economy's the best it's been in a long time. <laughs> Unemployment's the lowest it's been in a long time. And I'm going to tell you exactly what had happened if that other outfit would have went in. We probably wouldn't be having church. She'd already. I said it, didn't I? She'd have already had us locked up, probably. Amen. I'm going to tell you the only reason God hadn't destroyed America is because we're still standing with Israel. And when the day comes uh, that we back up from Israel and we don't stand with Israel anymore, mark my word, honey, God will judge America at that time. I say thank God for Donald Trump and Mike Pence and for I said it and I'll say it again. Thank God for Donald Trump and Mike Pence and the stand that they take with Israel. Just in case you didn't know who I voted for, maybe you know now and who I will vote for again. Thank God for them. That's been our saving grace. I'm telling you. When we back off of Israel, Brother Matt, we've had it. We've had it. America is one of the most wicked nations in the world today. We accept sin probably more than any other nation in the world today. And the sad thing about it is we accept it in so-called churches. 
It's a pretty strong one. It's a must. We've got to have revival. It's a must. If all the sleeping folk will wake up, and all the lukewarm folk will fire up, and all the dishonest folk would confess up, and all the grumbling folk would sweeten up, if all the discouraged folk would cheer up, and all the depressed folk would look up, if all the gossipers would just shut up, and if the true soldiers would only stand up, if all the church members would pray up, then, and only then, will we have revival. we got to have it. The necessity of it. Come start playing, Miss Tanya. God pity us. Here's what Leonard Ravenhill said. God pity us that after years of writing, using mountains of paper and rivers of ink, exhausting flashy terminology about the biggest revival meeting in history, we are still faced with the gross corruption in every nation as well as with the most prayerless church age since Pentecost. If Leonard Ravenhill in his day, go home and study who Leonard Ravenhill is. Better than that, get his book, Why Revival Tarries, and read it. If Leonard Ravenhill said in his day, Brother Jonathan, that he was the most prayerless church since Pentecost, I don't even know what to say about the church of today. I don't even know what to say about the church of today. I want you to hear me right here. Now, I'm done. I want you to hear me right here. I want you to hear me. 28 minutes. I want you to hear me. If you never see the need of revival, we'll never have it. You say, well, preacher... Preacher, one of our teenage girls isn't one of them that becomes pregnant every 30 minutes or every 60 minutes in America. They're one choice away from it. They're one choice away from it. Say, Preacher, one of our teenagers is not one of the 60 every 60 minutes in America or one every 60 seconds in America that's attempting suicide. They're one choice away from it. That's it. One choice. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm going to say something to you tonight. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you get mad, then you just get mad. But since I've been here, we've just about lost a generation. We've just about lost a generation. If you look back on the youth that's come through our youth group in 12 years, you'll see that 75% is proven to be true. We got, I personally believe, one of the strongest youth groups that we've ever had. But they're not even a drop in the bucket to what's coming behind them. 32's coming behind them. The other night in Kids for Christ, there was close to 40. Majors 3 to 11. Let me tell you the reason we need revival. Because of Jacob. Because of Elijah. Because of Ben-Joe. 
You hearing me? Because of Marie. It's reason we need it. If we don't have revival, we'll lose another generation. I, I, I don't mean this ugly. I've got statistics on every bit of this that I used in the Oasis meeting. Please don't fall out with me right here. But we're raising our young people, trying to teach them to fear God, and sending them to a secular college, off to a secular college. And an atheist professor is brainwashing them. And that's the reason 75% of them are never walking back into church faithful again. Amen. I understand that a man needs to work for a living. And I'm going to get in trouble right here, but that's alright. I'm already in it. That a man needs to work for a living. And that is what we're supposed to do. It's what we're supposed to do. And let me just go ahead and throw this out for those skeptics of a full-time pastor. 95% of pastors reported last year working 80 to 90 hours a week. 75% of all pastors are dealing with major depression today because of the condition of the members of the church. You that's going on a prayer retreat, you'll hear a whole lot more about that. And I'm just going to say this in passing. You need to pray for your preacher. I want you to hear me tonight. I want you to hear me. I understand a man needs to work and provide for his family. Nowhere in that Bible you ever find that it was the woman's place to go to work. Amen. You'll not find it. Nowhere in that Bible you find that it's a woman's place to be the breadwinner of the house. Sir, if you'll lay at the house, make your wife go to work. I understand there's physical conditions. Brother Randy can't go to work. There is physical conditions. Brother Joe can't go to work. I understand that. But if you a lazy bum, God help you. God help you. That's exactly right. You say, what do you think they need? They need a trip behind the woodsheds, what they need. We're sending our young people off. These atheist college professors are ripping everything out of their mind and they're not walking back in the church house. We need revival. A Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night service will not establish our young people enough to resist the fire that darts of the devil. It won't do it. They need to see revival. They need God to burst something deep down inside their soul that they'll never get over. That they'll never get over. That they'll never get over. Madeline, will you ever get over what happened in 2016? But I'm here to say 2019. 2019 could be a meeting that didn't even compare to 2016. I saw revival in 1987, but you want me to tell you the reason I don't talk about it much anymore? Because I saw it again in 2016 and forgot about what I saw in 1987. God, give us something today that we talk about today. We need revival, church.
Tell you, that's what we need. Let me tell you what I need. I need revival. Let me tell you what my wife needs. She needs revival. Tell you what my youngins need. They need revival. You know, let me tell you, I told Miss Nicole, I said, uh, when y'all come back, you're probably not getting your Sunday school class back. I'm probably going to keep it. So I said it this way, I'm not going to keep it. Let me tell you what my Sunday school class and Miss Nicole and Miss Stephanie's Sunday school class needs. We got 12, 13, and 14 year olds, one of the most critical times of their life. That age group is by far my favorite age group. Tell you what they need? They need revival. They need revival. Tell you what you need down at your house, Brother Heath? You need revival. The oldest person sitting in this room, let me tell you what you need. You need revival. To the youngest person in this room, we need revival. He said, let few people, they need not be many, bind together and pray. Get right with each other in God and totally submit their self to God. He said, I've never seen it fail. It will bring revival.